Welcome to the Reaching the World Bible Church podcast. This is Pastor Henry and Ella Looney. Our prayer is that you enjoy the word for today. Christ is the bread of life. Christ is the bread of life. You know, the ordinance of communion is something we ought to celebrate. It's something that we ought to become more aware of the meaning. And, you know, one of the areas of scripture that we read in, in this, uh, when we talk about communion, I do it every, every first Sunday, is in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. We kind of highlighted this message in talking about Christ as the bread of life. We highlighted it like this. Jesus declares that the bread represents his body, which was broken for us as believers. His body was broken because they bruised him, because they beat him with that cat, cat of, uh, that, with that whip. Cat of nine tails, thank you. And they, and they stabbed him in the, in the side with a, with, that was prophesied hundreds of years before it happened. And, the, and, the, and it was prophesied that water and blood would flow, and it did. They nailed spikes into his hands and his feet. And his bloodshed, they put a crown of thorns on his head. And, the, and thorns, it's not like the thorns that we see here. They were thorns that were inches long. And, and they mashed the crown down and the blood dripped down his face. And he was beaten brutally. And the scripture said, and they prophesied that if you didn't know him, you wouldn't recognize him. And that's the way it was. But he did that out of love. His body was broken so that you and I could partake of the blessing that he brought. The significance of him paying the price for our health and for our healing. The blood flowed and it, his blood was a cleanser of sin. The old covenant, and I'm not going to have time to get into a lot of it, but the old covenant, it was a, they, that, that covenant was a covering of sin. But the New Testament, a new covenant relationship, his blood was a cleansing of sin. Not just a covering. Old covenant was a type and a shadow of what was to come. In 1 Corinthians, chapter number 11, and start at verse 23, and I'm going to read from it, show you here right now in the NIV. It reads as this, verse 23, For I received from the Lord that which also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And I want you to notice in this passage how bread, the word bread, is used. Remember, we're talking about the fact that Christ is the bread of life. And we're going to reference bread and what it means. Verse 24 says this, And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Notice that. Not for himself. For you and I. 
And then he said, do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, verse 25, in the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. In other words, he was doing it for them to remember him when he was gone, but he's also doing it for us to remember the price that he paid. His life was a price that was paid so that you and I could have life and life more abundantly. His body was broken so that you and I could have health, healing, wholeness, and wellness. So that we could be well and we could be whole. When we look upon these elements, when we partake of them in just a moment or two, when we partake of them, it's one of the best or the greatest time for you to, by faith, receive your healing from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. That's the reason the body of Christ was so important. That's one of the reasons. They tried to take his life, but they couldn't over and over again. The Bible said he gave his life. So that you and I could have life and life more abundantly. They tried to kill him and they couldn't. I, I, I like in the Bible when you read through some of the passages. It, it, there were crowds around him and they were trying to stone him. They were trying to, to get to him. And the Bible said he just walked right through them. And they couldn't touch him. Because his work wasn't finished yet. You know, I look upon that until your work is finished. When folk come after you and try to hurt you, may say things, want to do things to you. When you're walking in empowerment and the grace and the abilities of God, they're not going to be able to touch you either to harm you. Because of the empowerment of the grace of the, and, the, and the mercy of God. And you'll be able to walk right through situations. I've walked through situations. When it didn't look right. When it wasn't nice. I remember, <laughs> I remember when I worked at the, at the Juvenile Rehabilitation Center. I, you know, that was a training for pastoring. I thank God I didn't know it at the time. It, not that I've had to experience a whole lot of stuff like that a whole lot. But those young people, they were teenagers. And they were court-placed. And they were there because they had committed a crime, whether they were on drugs or having drug problems or, or dealing with, they had done something to get them into the legal system. And we had a rehabilitation center where they came and lived in. And these young men and women, they were hurting so that all they wanted to do was hurt someone else. And when you walked in, they looked at you, and they started talking about you. It was preparation for ministry. I can remember some of the guys, I was playing sports. We dressed out, and I, I put on my, my uh, uh, you know, tank top shirts to play basketball, and they'd look at my, at my neck, and, 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 and I have molds and stuff over there. They said, what is that on you? You're strange. That's a, and, 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 and I, I, remember, I remember one time, you know, I, I had my, uh, and you may remember them, them PF flowers, tennis shoes. And the guy, these, these were teenage boys. 
I, I wore my, I just, I just got, got the old ones that I had and wore my dad. They said, what you got on? You ought to be ashamed of yourself. And they, they, they said, that, why are you wearing them buddies? They called them buddies. They were bad. They were bad. That's what they did. I, I don't know. That's the first time I heard that. They said, why, are you, why don't you get you some real shoes? They talked about every aspect. Anything that wasn't right, they attacked. The world would do that. They don't, the devil doesn't like you. He doesn't like the fact that you're sitting here in this word of encouragement today. Because he, know, he knows when you hear this, you're not going not, not gonna to bow down when somebody attacks you verbally. And that, that's not true when they say sticks and stones will break my bone, but words will never hurt you. They can hurt you. But when you grow up in God's word and you know who you are in Christ, you will have that shield of faith that will stop all the fiery darts of the enemy. You'll hear the insults, but they won't tear you up. They may knock you down for a while, but you'll get back up and you'll go again. And even back then, and you know, I, 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 I was in Bible school, but I was still growing. You know, when I played basketball with them, you know, I, especially the one that talked about me real bad, I'd get them up on the hoop and, you know, get that rebound. And, you know, sometimes my elbows would, 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 would connect with them. Wasn't trying to hurt them, but let them know I was there. And let them know <laughs> that, hey, that's right, I'm in Bible school, I'm a preacher. But this preacher... As a man, I wanted them to see that you could be godly and be a real man. I wanted them to see that you could be godly. And, and we, I had co-workers that would get mad and never cuss them. But they never heard me curse. Because I never did. No matter what they did. Sometimes we had to restrain them. I can remember one time, and I don't know even why I'm telling you this. I don't even know if I told this before in preaching. I remember one time... Uh, uh, I had to restrain a young man, and me and one of my coworkers was restraining. He was he was going going nuts, and we had to restrain him. And and my dear, he spit in my face. Spit in my face. And my coworker was shocked, cause he was a he was a former special forces guy in the military, and he didn't spit in his face. Because he knew if he had to spit in his face, <laughs> he, 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 but he spit in my, I said, I, what did you do, Pastor, when he spit in your face? I wiped it off. And I told him to calm down. And something came over. It was like the peace of God. Because I don't know about you, but I ain't never liked being spit on. It's better not spit in the face. And I didn't like that then. But the presence of God came on me. And I knew anything that I did, I was representing Christ. And I knew this individual that was so fighting and so striking out, they were hurting. And they needed to know Christ. And they needed to see some Christ-likeness. My coworker later on, we had a staff meeting, he, he told them what happened. And I, I, I didn't even say anything about it. I, I had to write it in my, in my, in my logs and stuff. But he told me, he said, he said, I just want to compliment and give. We used to use the term, I just want to give some strokes 
to Henry. Because if he had spit in my face, y'all would have had some problems here at the facility. Because I wouldn't have reacted the way he did. He said, he just, calm, he just continued to calm him down and talk to him. He said, I couldn't believe that. So my actions in demonstrating Christ was not only for that young man who was out, totally out of control, but it was for my coworker too as well. And for all the rest of them that heard what happened. Pastor, you bragging on yourself? No, I'm bragging on God. Because when he spit in my face, says hell, and I wanted to. Old Henry raised up, fist balled up for a second. But I, no, they didn't because I was holding him. But they were ready to, but grandma, I was ready, I was ready to react like I used to, would react if been in, when somebody had done something. But I didn't. It was God in me. The body of Christ that lives on the inside of me. The spirit of God. Verse 26 says, for who, who ever, for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Jesus himself declared the bread represented his body. You and I, when we partake of it, we should be inspired to represent what he represented here on earth too as well. The body is just as much or just as significant as the blood because you can't separate one from the other. The salvation Jesus provided contained both in the bread and the cup. Christ Jesus our Lord. And we want to talk about that for a moment. I told you in this verse, in this passage, in the Bible, the term bread is used in several different ways. The Bible talks about various types of bread. And we're just, I'm going to reference a few and then we're going to end talking about the main type. And that's our Lord and Savior. Number one, natural bread the Bible talks about. The bread is the natural food we eat for the nourishment of our body. In Matthew 6, 11, it says... Give us this day our daily bread. When you see that in the word, it's referring to natural food when it says, give us this day. It's not just referring to bread. It's referring to any food that you eat. Many times when a word is used, it's simply talking in general about food, the bread of life, natural food. A second type of bread is mentioned in the Bible. It's what I refer to here as a miraculous bread. Even though when that miraculous bread was partook in the body, it fed the flesh and it sustained the physical body, but it was a supernatural supply from heaven. How many need a supernatural supply from heaven? We do, whether you think you do or not, we all do. And we see sometimes where in, well, one time in, in, Exodus 16, verse 14, Old Testament. It says this, And when the dew that lay was gone up, behold, upon the face of the wilderness, there lay a small round thing as a small as the hoar frost on the ground. The manna that was a supernatural bread that came from heaven. It sustained them physically. But it was miraculous. Any bread 
that comes from heaven is going to not only sustain if you partake of it and you can eat it, it's going to bless you physically, but it's going to bless you spiritually too as well. God miraculously supplied that bread. Another time in the word, in Matthew, Jesus had five loaves of bread and two fishes. Jesus fed more than 5,000 people. Y'all remember that? This wasn't just a parable. This actually happened. This was a supernatural bread. Matthew 14, verse 19 through 21 in NIV says this, And he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fishes, and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples. And notice what? He gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. The bread, the five loaves, Jesus broke it, but he gave it to the people, his disciples, to hand out to the people. Jesus broke the bread, but he gave it to his disciples to give to the people. Jesus broke the bread, but he gave it to his disciples. Look at his name and say, you're a disciple. The broken bread Jesus is giving to you to give to his people. He's still doing that today. He's doing that right now. He's giving us the broken bread right now. But it's a miraculous bread. But he wants us to give it to the people. You know you give it when, when the bread of life is broken. When you share the word of God, you're breaking the word of God and you're giving that to the people. When you encourage them, when they're dealing with situations and circumstances, whether you're in school or whether you're on the job or whether you're in your home or in someone else's home and you encourage them, you're breaking the bread of life. And you just encourage. It may be you just tell them they can make it. That they're going to be able to get through it. They may be dealing with a physical problem. They may be dealing with an emotional problem. They may be dealing with something that the enemies came about, a financial difficulty. You tell them and, and that God, you may give them an example where God got you out of a situation. And it's helping them. Verse 20 says, they all ate and were satisfied. That was a miraculous bread. Five loaves of bread. Notice what it said. And the disciples picked up 12 baskets full of broken pieces that were left over. Notice verse, 20, verse 21 says, The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men besides men and children. And you ladies know if there were 5,000 men, there had to at least be probably about at least 5,000 women. Because even when you got 5,000 men, you're going to have some women looking for somebody. Amen, Pastor. That's good preaching. Go ahead. I believe I will. I believe. It's just the truth in high. Amen. All the men wasn't married. And if you got 5,000 men, that's, 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 a, that's a, uh, for a single woman, hey, there's some good possibilities there probably. And then you had children too. So you're looking at probably 15,000 people at least. Five loaves of bread. That wasn't regular bread, was it? Well, if it was, when Jesus broke it, it became miraculous bread. It became supernatural. Because Jesus broke it, and he fed 
probably 15,000 or more, and there were 12 baskets left over. You know what that indication to me? God is a God of more than enough. Amen. God supplied them. And it said they got full. How you know? Because they were satisfied. When you eat and you haven't got full, you're not satisfied, are you? What you do? You keep eating. I saw that uh, fried fish that y'all put on, on Facebook. There. That looked good. Did you get satisfied? Yeah. Amen. I figured you did when I saw that. I said, that looked good. I know he did. So that's when you told me you weren't cooking. I, I, I said, that's what she meant by, by that. <laughs> when you get satisfied, your hunger is gone. The bread of life will satisfy you with whatever you're hungry of, physically and spiritually. Amen. Oh, wow. I got to stop. Oh, goodness. Let me find a good unhooking spot. I asked y'all last time, would y'all give me five more minutes? I won't ask you this time. I'll just take it. Because <laughs> we got communion, so I got to have more than five more. <sighs> but I'll just take a few minutes. I need to look at this last. I had three or more types of bread. There are various types of bread. Uh, uh, well, I gave you what? I gave you two. Gave you two. I gave you three. Okay, the, the, the fourth kind, fourth type of bread was showbread was mentioned. And then, okay, uh, and, and there was another kind that uh, unleavened bread. And, and, and I have to teach y'all about that. I done taught you a different time, but that was a different time. But the bread that I wanted to really teach about today <laughs> that I'll just get to is the fifth kind mentioned in the Bible. And that is the living bread. Many times throughout the New Testament, Jesus declared himself to be the living bread or the bread of life. The world needs the living bread. The world thinks that they are alive. But if you don't have the living bread on the inside, you're walking around dead. People like to watch. What are these movies they, they talk about, the shows where they have, what do you call them, people that are that live, zombies? The living, they call them the living dead. But really, there is zombies and there is living dead. Folk that don't know Christ. They think they're alive, but they're just living a facade because they're dead on the inside. But when you get the living bread, it brings you life. Jesus said, I'm the living bread. He declared it over and over again. Let me, in John 6, verse 35, and I'll go over a few verses and then we'll stop because we've got to share communion. But Jesus wanted us to know, child of God, that you can partake of the living bread anytime by partaking of the word. John 6, verse 35 says this, then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. Glory to God. Too many Christians are hungry, and they don't have to be. You know the world is hungry because they don't have Jesus. But Christians are hungry because they're not coming to Christ. And they're not partaking of the bread of life. He said, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. And he who believes in me will never be thirsty. John 6, 48. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. 
If you need life, you need Jesus. And you can partake of him at any time. John 6, 51, Jesus said, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. In paradise, glory to God. This bread, he said, is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. And he did. He gave his life so that you and I could have life and life more abundantly. Christians, God has supplied all our needs. And I'll just read these two scriptures and then we get, because one of the things he gave his life for was so that we could have eternal life. So we could be with him forever. But even on this earth, he gave his life so we could have health, healing, wholeness, and wellness. He said in Acts 10, verse 38, he says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. If God was with them disciples then, he will be with us, the disciples now. When anytime you have a need that someone else has a need, he'll give you the words, the bread, the breakdown to give them to them. To bless him. And then he said, finally, 1 Peter 2.24, Who his own self bore our sin in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. Were is past tense. If you were healed, you are healed. But sometimes you're going to have to remind your body you're going to remind your mind because when your body is hurting or when you got a pain or you got under attack of the enemy, you need to remind your body. You need to speak to your body and call it heal, hold and well because Jesus said by his stripes you were healed. If Jesus took your sickness and your disease and your pains, that means you don't have to take them and you don't have to carry them. When we partake of these elements in just a moment, the if you have any pain in your body or any sickness in your body, you're going to take and receive the bread of life. And health healing is yours right now in Jesus' name. Ready? Let's pray. Father God, right now, I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart that you paid the price so that I could have life. And life more abundantly. You are the bread of life. You're living bread. And I partake of you right now. By confessing with my mouth. And believing in my heart. I am saved. Thank you Lord. For forgiving me. Lord if, if I have been saved. And left. I ask you to make me right again. Forgive me, Lord, and cleanse me of sin. I'm in right standing now with God. In Jesus' name, amen.